Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome back to the O Show. This is our sixth episode of the podcast. Uh, this is Matty O. We got Andrew Hughes on the line. What's up? Uh, so this uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different. It's not going to be as sports related. Um, we're just going to kind of talk about uh, mental health in general and kind of relate to sports a little bit. But um, yeah, this past week i think it was like on i think it was last tuesday actually um or last wednesday i posted a pretty lengthy and kind of well not kind of but very revealing uh facebook post just on like my own struggles with anxiety and depression and how i feel about um the stigma and solutions that our society currently has about it and it was kind of inspired by um, a podcast that I listened to uh, called South Beach Sessions with Terry Crews. And he just kind of talked about um, opening up and how his story was able to help other people kind of find solace in their situation. Uh, for him, it was actually about sexual assault, but it's kind of the same deal where you have something that you're struggling with that isn't really seen as uh, something that you openly talk about in society, but when someone else talks about it and someone else sees it, they can kind of uh, get some relief from it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for those that don't really know what I do in the world, I currently work for um, a wilderness therapy excuse me, a wilderness therapy program in Alaska. And um, what I do is I take a lot of kids who are struggling with mental health issues and we bring them out into kind of the wilderness and we canoe and hike all over different islands in Southeast Alaska, mainly like Wrangell and Edelin and a few others pieced together in there. And well, first of all, I was just pretty proud of you, Matteo, for kind of coming out and saying what you've been struggling with. I think it was like a pretty good step. And then it kind of reminded me of the work I do with some of these kids. Sometimes they're struggling with so much stuff, just like being able to be in a space where they're cared for and talk about things can at least help them recognize some of the problems that they're struggling with. And hopefully they can find some solutions but my question for you, Matteo, was how how much back and forth did you have before you actually decided to push that like enter button and post that thing on Facebook? Uh, it was quite a bit, just because uh, you don't really know what the reaction is going to be from people. You don't really know how uh, people are going to take it, and. I tried to make it not sound like, um, I guess, kind of a woe is me kind of piece. I wanted it to just be uh, more informative about, like, this is what someone with, like, depression and anxiety, like, what they sort of, how they kind of see the world, and then try to connect with people that don't really understand that, because it is kind of hard to, you know, put that kind of thing in perspective. Like whenever you say, whenever someone's like, you know, I'm kind of anxious, 
but everyone's been anxious before and some people can just kind of uh, push that to the back. So it's kind of hard for them to understand, like, you know, just don't be anxious. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so I kind of related that in my post to, uh, you know, people that struggle with alcohol or people that struggle with like cigarettes. Um, I mean, I kind of had a blind spot to that for a while because I sort of had the same feeling on it when people said, you know, I'm addicted to cigarettes and I'm trying to quit. And I would just be like, well, just don't smoke. <laughs> but, um, but obviously, I mean, and you know, too, that it's, I mean, it's not that easy. So just kind of understanding or trying to get people to understand that it's not just as simple as um, just not wanting to have anxiety anymore. You kind of have to uh, work at it and, uh, just keep fighting through it and but the good thing is that like the reaction from it though has all been like really positive I mean I've heard from people that I talk to every day to people that I haven't heard from in years and uh, it was just really cool like some people shared their stories with me too and uh, yeah it was just awesome to see the support for it just because um, like I said I had no idea how it was gonna go how it was gonna be received but uh, yeah it's been all positive though yeah, I really like um, you kind of made a comparison to having good hair days and bad hair days. I thought that was a, a pretty swell comparison. Can you remind me exactly what you said? Yeah, so basically that was um, I was trying to come up with a way to describe how someone with anxiety or depression sort of uh, feels on a day-to-day basis and I just wanted to relate it to something that pretty much everyone has to deal with and the point that I was making was like a lot of people think that if you have anxiety or depression you just have it all the time but it's not really that like even when I was towards my lowest point I mean you still have good days you still have good moments just like you kind of have, you know good hair days mm-hmm. and where stuff just kind of falls right And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, there are some days where, like, it just doesn't seem like anything's going right. And, yeah, those days can get pretty rough. But but no matter what you do, like, you still have the hair. Like, you still have to manage it in some way. Yeah. And and it's not going to go away. So uh, you just have to kind of keep, you know, just keep working at it and just hope that you have good, more, like, good hair hair days and bad ones i suppose yeah i i just when i was kind of reading through it there's i could just tell it was written by you too i was because there's like so much comic relief at different points that <laughs> i'm like ah oh, this is this is perfect because you know talking about mental health is one of those things that there's definitely a stigma to it at times and like you said, you didn't want to have like a woe is me kind of piece, but you wanted to make sure that just like we could talk about this thing. But I think the best part is like we can also almost joke about it, too, which is another good like another positive way of looking at it is that you can go into it with some humor and kind of almost laugh at yourself or laugh at these different things, um, not to disregard what you're going through but in a way to 
bring just some light to the situation that maybe maybe helps people like more comfortable with what you're saying if that makes any sense yeah for sure i mean you know people that have suffered from racial discrimination still joke about you know racism people that suffer from you know uh discrimination because they're gay or something they you know you can still joke about it and be lighthearted about it you just have to um you just have to understand what or i guess how to deal with it and then from there you can kind of well i guess deal with it but (laughs) (laughs) yeah that makes sense so yeah you got a lot of positive interactions which is like super good to hear i'm glad that you could hear things like you said from people you haven't spoken with in a long time and then people you talk to every day it's pretty cool to hear and this kind of segues into talking about I think most recently Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan publishing their own pieces that have kind of have discussed their um, their difficulties with their own mental health while being professional basketball players um what I really wanted to speak to on them is, you know, we see professional basketball players or football players or hockey players or whatever. And, you know, when I watch them on TV, a part of me is always thinking that these guys are super famous. They obviously have a lot of money. They must just be living the high life all the time and everything must be pretty easy for them. And, I think those pieces really highlighted that these people or that these athletes also are going to have the same struggles as anybody else, regardless of how much money they do or don't have. Yeah, I definitely think uh, money is one of the biggest uh, ways to hide your anxiety or ways to kind of hide it from society. Like probably the most recent uh, famous notable Uh, suicide was Robin Williams and I mean whenever a celebrity or anyone that has a lot of money you know dies that way you'll find in any comment section you know people are like oh man he has so much money like what does he have to be sad about and it's just because you know people that don't have that kind of money if you're kind of thinking about them as like if all of a sudden like instantly you got money in a snap and you're just thinking about, like, the awesome stuff you would do with it. So, yeah, obviously you're not going to be, you know, too down. Like, if someone gave me $10 million right now, like, yeah, we're we're going to Vegas. We're going to have a pretty good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be – I'm not going to be too sad. But um, <laughs> but you just don't – but you don't, like, take into account just – I mean, there are celebrities that can't even go – outside like they can't even go into the public (laughs) yeah and you know robin williams was a really interesting one too because he was a comedian so his entire persona that we see is all just full of laughter and jokes and it's it's a real mask and it was obviously a real mask for someone like him to to really hide what he was going through. And I know that he had, he had addictions for a long time and battled through them. um, And kind of 
like a part like I've read different stories about how comedians you know usually aren't very happy in their day-to-day lives which is why they look to comedy as a way to remove themselves from that unhappiness and put them in funny situations and helping other people laugh it's just uh it's it's just really interesting and it's one of the like the hardest things for I think people to realize that these people are just people at the end of the day you know what I mean yeah for sure and uh I mean it's even worse in sports because I mean, at least Robin Williams, I mean, you know, unless you're just have a stone cold heart, like you're going to probably find him funny, like his stand up and everything, his interviews. But I mean, if you, (laughs) you go onto like any social media site after a sports game and if you, you know, miss the bucket or if you, you know, throw a bad pass, like you're going to get just absolutely roasted by people that are just coming after you like crazy. And like, I don't, I don't really think that uh, the fans at the game are too much. I mean, they, they say like pretty nasty things, but they, it's kind of drowned out into a sea of noise. Um, I mean, obviously I never played in the, you know, crowds that they play in front of, but whenever I did play sports, um, like I didn't really even notice people that were there. Like my mm-hmm. mom used to work two and three jobs and, she would always apologize whenever uh, she couldn't make a game. And I'm like, mom, like I wouldn't even notice if you were there or not <laughs> just because like, you're just focused on the task at hand. So, I mean, yeah, it's because if they could hear it, like it would be crazy because I've heard stuff that people yell from the bleachers and it's just it's like, dude, like settle down, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if you read yesterday, you know, I didn't, I haven't seen any videos or seen any inter- or uh, kind of read any after like pieces, but I guess Russell Westbrook got really heated at some jazz band last night. And I, I don't know the full story. Um, so I don't want to like misinterpret what I kind of read. Um, but it, it does sound like this fan said some, pretty awful things towards Russell Westbrook and he just he just finally kind of like lost it on this guy which to be honest I'm kind of with Russell Westbrook on this one even though I don't actually necessarily like him as hey like his basketball style I also don't think that like <laughs> I don't think that if I went to work every day and just got yelled at for hours on end about how horrible of a person I was, I don't think I would be too appreciative appreciative of it myself. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> yeah, I've always uh, I've always hated that that uh, fans seem to think like just because they paid for a ticket up close so they can just say whatever they want. I mean. I'm not an advocate for violence, but I have always been part of the crowd that's like, you know, you can say what you want, but like if the player comes after you, you know, you shouldn't, <laughs> you better, you know, turn around and fight him or something. Cause yeah. like you can't just be saying stuff and be like, oh, can't touch me. I'm a fan. Cause like that's the thing. And it's kind of that double standard where, you know, if a fan, like a fan can 
like touch or push a player. But if a player ever did that to a fan, there would just be this huge outcry, like, oh, you got to be more responsible. You, you know, you got to think better than that. But it's like these people are right here saying, you know, bad stuff about me, saying bad stuff about my family. And I'm just supposed to let them do whatever just because they paid for a ticket. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it goes back to, you know, like malice in the palace, right? Uh, Ron Artest and Steven Jackson were getting pretty chippy with um, the Pistons players. And if you watch the whole stream of this video of this fight in play, Ron Artest walks away. He goes and lays on the scores table because he's trying to remove himself from fighting on the court. He's definitely trying to calm himself down as he's laying on the table. That's when this fan just hucks a full beer right onto him. And that's when like everything exploded, right? Like he goes into the stands and he's just trying to find this guy just to like, just like literally brawl him right there, which I, I don't blame Ron Artest at all for that. I feel like it, yeah, that, it's it kind of like uh, too far. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, a situation where one of your buddies is trying to get into a fight with somebody and you're like holding them back, holding them back. And then the person he's trying to go after either just throws something or just says something that's over the line and you're just like, all right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And yeah, I mean, at least for that particular fight, obviously Ron Artest was suspended for a whole year, um, but they did end up banning that guy who threw the beer like for life from the Pistons home arena. Yeah, it's just crazy what some athletes have to go through and celebrities too, because I mean, they don't get as heckled because I don't know, they're it's not sports, but you know, they probably get some just heckling like if you're uh i can't think of one right now but if you're like typecasting this certain role you probably get or if you're famous for some catchphrase or line you probably get uh probably get heckled be like hey say that uh, line from that commercial like everywhere you yeah go. so totally i think i mean i have i have like anxiety and depression and i don't have to deal with that at all yeah <laughs> so i can only imagine what it's like for people that when they go out into public and people recognize you and just think that they can be all buddy buddy with you and just say whatever they want. Like that's gotta be just out like bananas. Yeah. Yeah. And it's gotta be, it just has to get old. Like it must be great when you're first coming up and then it has to immediately get old after one year of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, going back to DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Love, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure, you know, Kevin Garnett turned broadcast announcer or in-studio announcer, whatever. I think I saw somewhere that he basically said that after, I think it was after DeMar DeRozan released his article that he said he'd use it against him on the court you know he'd use it to trash talk him and stuff like that and you know Kevin Garnett obviously famous trash talker 
definitely said some things on the court that you should not be allowed to say to other people in general. Um, but that really just, that really kind of pissed me off because here's a couple of guys who are trying to, trying to use basketball as their platform to take notice of other things in the world that are like far more important than basketball. And Kevin, Gar- Kevin Garnett turns around and says that he would just immediately use this against them and like make fun of them in the game to get into their head. And when people say stuff like that, you're like, you're doing the world such a disservice. You're basically just telling people that, ah, it's like, okay to like mess with people who are like going through these struggles. And, you know, especially if it's like get an advantage um, on like the court, which, you know, is just a metaphor for like a job. Right. So I can imagine if I was someone out there like, Oh, I know this person's struggling like with his divorce or his anxiety or his depression. Maybe I can like use that against him to like get a promotion over him or something like that. It's just, it really, that was a really crappy thing for him to say and like a crappy attitude to have. And I don't think that, I don't think that a lot of people align themselves with it. Um, but it's just what a negative thing to say after someone's like busting their busting their ass trying to tell the world like hey look at something right now that's way more important than basketball yeah and unfortunately that's kind of like the sports culture and that's sort of why uh i mean the kevin love thing and uh derosen's article like it's why they're kind of anomalies out of all the athletes just because it kind of gets uh it sort of gets weeded out as you come up and, or if it doesn't, you kind of just hide it just because you know, it's going to, you know, get taken advantage of with uh, guys like Garnett and stuff. And yeah, you just kind of like, that's sort of why there's, there's a stigma is because not even just in sports, but just in society in general, there's just this idea that we shouldn't be, or that people are like afraid to talk about it or because it makes them uncomfortable and you know, yeah, it might make me uncomfortable, but it's something that needs to be talked about. I watched the, so the podcast that I listened to is hosted by Dan Levitard and I watch his uh, radio show pretty much every chance that I get. (laughs) And it's, it's pretty goofy. It's like kind of off the walls, but every once in a while they do uh, tackle some, uh, you know, kind of hard hitting issues. And one of the ones that I talked about like a week or so ago was HBO released their, uh, they released both Abducted in Plain Sight and then the one about Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And obviously that deals with like some pretty uncomfortable and graphic stuff. But I mean, he was saying, you know, I mean, just, yeah, it might be uncomfortable, but you gotta, you gotta watch it and you gotta understand it just so like it doesn't happen again and that's sort of how it was with uh or kind of the final point that i want to make in my post about uh mental health is that you know uh, yeah it's uncomfortable but it's probably really uncomfortable for families of like victims of suicide or stuff like that victims of alcoholism or any kind of thing that kind of drives families and relationships apart so if we can 
be more open about just discussing it and maybe, you know, offering people more solutions, then it won't be, then maybe we won't have as many incidents. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, Especially what you said, you gotta, you gotta watch these things. You have to, you have to hear about these things. You have to come to do your best to have empathy and try your best to understand because you're totally right. If, if we just ignore mental health or abuse and things like that, we just perpetuate the problem. You know, you're just shoveling stuff under a rug and eventually you're just standing on like a mound of dirt, except that you're just on the rug, just being like, yep, everything's okay. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Which is just, it's just not going to be the case. You're just kind of hiding it. But the, the thing is that when people come forward, yeah, you have to, you have to be there. You gotta, you just have to kind of understand and thank people for explaining that to you and acknowledging that that must be really hard. Um, even offering solutions sometimes, like at least in my line of work, I typically don't offer solutions. I just offer kind of like a, like a listening ear basically um, because a lot of, a lot of explaining and going through the trials and tribulations of your life is therapeutic in and of itself. So that's kind of the attitude that we should have going into those ideas. Just kind of like what you said. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, on a bit of a lighter note, we did want to add some uh, kind of relief in here. We didn't want to make it uh, all serious. (laughs) We got our NSRR for this week. And the one that I have this week is, hmm, how do I phrase this? This is like uh, incomplete teasing news headline. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, like, I realize that you need your clicks for uh, your sponsors and everything to get me to go to your sites. But, like, I hate it when there's just, like, you know, this new workout will help you gain so many pounds or this this amazing plant will help you go to sleep better or you know like just let me know <laughs> i don't want to be scrolling through everything like i love it when sports like that's why i like sports scores so much because it just tells me the facts it just tells me the scores right there <laughs> i can just keep scrolling through it <laughs> man which which amazing plant is going to help me sleep more and then you get to the bottom you realize that it's like been nothing or it's like some plant that you're like this plant is illegal or not fda approved stuff like that well i mean like people complain about clickbait like i'm not even talking about that like even if the article has facts and everything and things that'll help me out like still just I don't want to click on it. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, do do me a favor. Let me know in a one sentence clip so I can just go ahead and improve my life. <laughs> exactly. Or like if you enter into Google, you know, when is so and so's birthday, it'll just tell you right there. Like I want to do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like just type it into Google. Google tells me. And that's it. <laughs> you should you should get on the phone with uh Google here and tell them just start making making headlines into like complete sentences or whatever like be able to search them on their search bar i'll, I'll call mr google after all right this. yeah <laughs> mr google you know he always takes a call from matty that's for sure of course <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, Hughes is actually going to be out in the wilderness next week. Yeah. But next week's podcast is going to be covering, in my opinion, the greatest sporting event of the year, March Madness. Um, It's just going to be me uh, just talking to myself, probably in my bathroom, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, probably in the shower. Um, (laughs) But we are going to fill out a bracket together as a podcast and i got uh we're gonna mix it up a little bit we're gonna do it uh i got an idea in mind for how to do it and we're gonna try to beat the experts that actually put in the uh, time and work to look up stats oh right (laughs) this is this is gonna be excellent when's the when's the tourney start it starts next well if you count the first four games it starts i think next tuesday but the tournament the real tournament starts next thursday all right, nice. I'll be back on I'll be back on Thursday night. So I guess I'll see the the second half of the first round on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to hearing your picks because then I'll be able to see whether uh you got them all right or not. And I really hope that while you're recording, you have like a sprinkler going in the background. So it really sounds like you're in the shower. (laughs) I'll see what I can set up. (laughs) (laughs) I guess the sprinkler in the middle of March in New York is probably not going to work, but I think you'll, you'll drum something up. Yeah, we'll see. I might have to uh, do a remote uh, podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, Good luck with that, my friend. I will talk to you as soon as I get back. And, you know, I'll be back on the show as soon as I can. Okay, bye.